And it is 2A Tuesday. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, X page, and Rumble. And joining me now from Armed American Radio is the host, Mark Walters. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you, my brother, Bill Frady? Uh, you know, I'm just, uh, is it raining down there in Georgia where you're, uh, where, where you're at? Yeah, the creek down in the holler at the back of AAR Ranch is swelling, but it's not going to pop its banks. Yeah, it's been coming down like crazy, but I think we're out of the woods right now. I, I don't have nearly as much. I, the the, the, the uh, cul-de-sac is beginning to fill up on my end. <laughs> on 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 the cul-de-sac the 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 uh straight talk cul-de-sac um well i so have a cul-de-sac on the other side of the front of the ranch too so i'm right there with you i got you i got you so um you know you and i have talked a little bit about uh about the nra and everything else uh talked with lee earlier about it and everything i've uh now that we've had a little bit of time to to digest what's going on like uh do you think when it comes out the other side that they're going to sort of change the way they operate as far as the board and as far as who's in charge and the names that are in charge right now that got picked by Wayne LaPierre? Well, I certainly hope so. I mean, um, there's a story out now. Alan Gottlieb from Second Amendment Foundation sent me a story last night, or actually earlier this morning I saw it, about uh, from Smart News. I don't know who that is, one of the Apple deals, whatever. They're all leftist fake news outlets as far as I'm concerned. But in this case, it was uh, discussing how the NRA is now throwing Wayne under the bus in an attempt after Josh Powell's admission of wrongdoing to rid themselves and try to make themselves look like they're changing and fixing things. Now, I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. You could certainly read into that, but I would certainly hope. Uh, One of the things I'd like to see, I talked about this yesterday on my show or on Sunday, is I'd like to see that 75-member board pared down to a normal board you know, 15 to 20 board members that are making decisions that are not just handpicked. I think that's where a lot of the corruption came from. Why was Wayne LaPierre and Josh Powell able to, who admitted publicly wrongdoing, why were they able to do that for so many years? Well, they had a board that was basically lapdogs. Yeah. That was well, I mean, allowing they, it to they, happen. They, they did not answer to the board at all, did they? Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not on the board, but it certainly doesn't appear that way, does it, Bill? No, and I mean, I look at some of the people that are on the board, and I'm just sitting there going, hmm, I wonder why they're on the board. Because, like, uh, Adam Kraut, you know, he ran for the board a lot. Adam is nobody's dummy. He's a very sharp dude. And he, uh, he, 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 he never got anywhere with that. He never got – and then – and there's a couple of people that ran for the first time ever, and you know some of the ones I'm talking about. And Viola, they're elected, and I think they were either elected because they – they signified that they would not rock the boat or it was, I think it was sort of presumed they would not rock the boat. Or, you know, let me, th- let me play devil's advocate. It's possible. And this will play out. I think we'll get an answer to this, this question here in the coming weeks and months ahead. It is possible that the writing was already on the wall. They knew this was coming and allowed those elections or allowed those people onto the board. I don't know. Again, I'm speculating. I, I'm a longtime member of the NRA. I think the nation needs a strong NRA. I happen to be, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm good friends with Andrew Rule and Andam. I've known Andrew for many years. He's a wonderful guy. He has his work cut out for him. I don't know if it's interim, if he's going to stay on board 
in the position that he's got right now. I wished him well. He responded back. He's a, he's a super guy, and he's the right guy right now, I think, with his knowledge. And, you know, he's stayed out of the spotlight over the last few years, Andrew has. Right. I never I, – I don't know him, so I, and I never met him, so, you know, I, I, I defer to your judgment. I defer to your judgment on that, but – one of the indications that I've been reading, and I was wanted to ask you to, about this, there's a lot of people saying that they're going to be the ones pick. There's going to be some uh, trustee or something put in charge of it, and they'll be the ones reimagining the leadership and reimagining the board. And maybe they will pare it down to that 15, 20, 24 member board because the 76 members, yeah. I, you know, I. What is the, what is the advantage of being an NRA board member? Is there one? I've never had a desire to run for the board. It's never crossed my mind. <laughs> you know, I honestly, I, it's not something I ever thought, boy, I'd like to do that. I, I never did. Um, yeah, look, I can tell stories. There were things that I didn't like about the NRA years ago. I can go back to, uh, I believe it was Indianapolis a number of years ago. And I'm going back eight, nine, ten, whenever it was in Indianapolis about a decade ago. I remember meeting a client out front, standing out front to wait for them to show up. Go ahead. You still with me? Yeah. I yes, remember I, I remember them waiting to show up out front and here comes about six or seven black armor plated SUVs and I thought, Oh, here comes the president of the United States in a Secret Service detail and out pops Wayne Lapierre and about fifteen armed guards and I'm thinking to myself, Really? You run the NRA. You're not showing up at a UN meeting flying to a foreign country where your life is at risk. Is this where my money's going? It just didn't smell good to me years ago. Right. I didn't like what I was seeing. And, you know, we would later find out the depth of that, and I'll say corruption. And I can say that because Josh Powell has, in fact, admitted to wrongdoing. That's corruption. Uh, you know, there's no question that some of what Wayne was involved in is, is going to be viewed as and is corruption. When you're yeah. buying hundreds of thousands of dollars of suits and flying your family around on NRA jets, that's my money as a member, and that's wrong. And we would call it corruption if it was in government, and we do. Same thing when Pete Booty Gig flies around on my dime, right? Yeah. Yep, so, yep. yeah. Do you think? Do you think, do you think Josh will be courted by the Giffords or by? Do you think he'll be looked at as the next Ryan Bussey? I don't know. I think if those guys were smart, and I think this is what Wayne should have done, then I'll, I, you know, I understand why. I guess maybe you know my opinions will be flushed out as wrong as this plays itself out. But I've never understood why a guy like Wayne LaPierre, and let's be fair to Wayne, over some of the years he did some good things with the NRA, but then, it, you know, power corrupts, right? right? Absolute power corrupts absolutely, and I think that's what happened in this particular case. But why wouldn't you want to go home as you're getting into those golden years of your life and say, look, I've done a, a lot of great things here. I don't like the political climate. Let's let some new blood come in. I'm going to go home and spend my time with my wife and my grandkids, and I've fleeced enough money, right? I'm going to go ahead and live a comfortable life. I don't yeah. know why people don't do that, but then yeah. again, I don't hold positions of that power that I don't want to let go of, and I'm sure that's, that's involved. Well, yeah, at least that would be an honest thing. I I know all of these guys, get, What? and I don't know. I, I think the longest anybody had ever been the executive vice president of the NRA prior to Wayne LaPierre was just, it wasn't even five years, was it? It used to be one of those things where they rotated in and out on a regular basis. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't remember that, at least in my adult life. Wayne's right. been running it for most of my adult life. Yeah, and, since, and I since do the wanna, 70s. I want to throw yeah. a disclaimer, too, Bill. 
Okay, I, I don't know how all of this is going to flush out in court. Okay, I'm only giving you my viewpoint and my opinion as to the optics, what it appeared to me. I could be wrong about that. I, I don't I, know. I, I think Josh's statement says a lot. Well, but I, maybe I, Josh I, just wants to go home now and call it quits. I'm yeah. done. I, I think probably uh, the reason that the health issue came up was when Josh Powell flipped. Because yeah, he well, he was sort of the hatchet man there for a minute, wasn't he? He was he was the guy that was going out there and making the moves. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything negative because that's probably you know my mom taught me a long time ago. If can't be nice, don't 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 say anything. I'm uh, mean to the other side because they deserve it. But uh, I was not ever impressed with Josh Powell, and I'm familiar with some of the antics well, over there. It's not mean if you're being honest about it, Mark. It's okay yeah, to be you know, honest. Like I said, I want the NRA to be fixed. And I, yeah. I asked that question about Wayne LaPierre and Josh Powell. Why don't these guys want to go home? It's the same thing I ask about politicians. Why won't Chuck Schumer go home and leave America alone? Haven't you gotten enough? Why won't McConnell go home? Why won't Pelosi go home? Well, we can speculate, and that's because they don't want to let go of those reins of power that they've yeah. corrupted over all these years. I'm I mean, sure let's face it. All you got to do is look at their. Of course, it is. It's intoxicating. They're making a fortune. AOC is going to come home a multimillionaire on a hundred seventy thousand dollars salary. Ask yep. yourself how that happens. Well, that's why they don't leave. Makes perfectly good sense to me. I'm running out of time. If you want to listen to the biggest radio show that talks the gun talk on the planet, well, this man runs it. It's called Armed American Radio. You can find it on Sundays. Go to armedamericanradio.com or aar.com, and it's probably carried around here somewhere. So go check that out. Thank you for joining me this morning, sir. Oh, I appreciate it. Happy New Year to you, and Happy New Year, listeners. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Coming up next... Well, what's been going on at Dewey's Pawn Shop? We're going to ask Dewey himself. Because he knows. Plus, there might be a little thing we might discuss while we're on there. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. To a Tuesday with my local barometer, because he knows what's going on. Joining me from Dewey's Pawn Shop is Dewey Lemons. Good morning, sir. It's raining, and it's raining, and then it started raining, and it's still raining, and it ain't stopped raining. I was going to ask if you had any emergency flotation devices. Oh, man, I don't know. That's, um... Well, I went duck hunting this morning. I saw shotgun shells floating. Yeah, <laughs> I well, guess I... we got a lot of shotgun shells here, but they—they're good ones. They're not spent shells. Yeah, they're—they're they're loaded. They—they would—they would not float most likely. They—they they make good rocks when you're trying to get the dog to go fetch the duck. I've seen that happen a bunch of times. <laughs> Indeed, they do. So, how's 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 it going? How's business? We're doing okay. Everything's good. Yeah. Um, business is good. Um, we're staying busy, and customers are. We got a lot of customers trading stuff in now. They got they got something for Christmas, and then they don't want their what they you know their their older gun and stuff. So we're getting a lot of different stuff coming in. Inventory's changing over a good bit now. Um, so, but yeah, Have things we, are going. Did we talk about the forty five seventy? We I know we filmed the forty five seventy Derringer the other day, but did we talk about yeah. that last week? No, we. I don't think we did. So, 4570 is an awesome cartridge. So you've got you've got the Bond Arms Cyclops. Derringer. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what they call it. They call yeah, it they cannon. call that one. They call that one the Cyclops. Yeah, and, that thing is a cannon. Yeah. Yeah, 
Forty-five seventy Derringer has has anybody? I, I know you got a guy that does some videos and uh, posts them on various things. Has he decided to grab the Cyclops and take it out there to the indoor range? No, not yet. <laughs> Wait, till I see him. I'm gonna call him a chicken when I see him. I hadn't I hadn't seen him shoot that one. You know, we had a big. We've had several of those big revolvers come in that shot forty-five seventies. Yeah, but they, you know, they weighed four. Oh man, five, ten, maybe ten times more than this little Derringer does. Yeah, I don't know how you're gonna hold on to this Derringer when that thing goes off. That's something else, man. I'm well, you. do you want to talk about your little your little challenge you got coming up with me here shortly? So, just for the just for the, uh, yeah, for yeah, the giggles yeah. of it. So, I'm saying I'm saying Bill Frady ain't gonna be so happy and so excited <clears throat> to shoot a little single action revolver in 44 Magnum after he does it once or twice. Once or twice. So, and uh, after to that you end, do it once or twice, you're gonna say, Ah, yeah, I've done that. I don't need to do that. No. So, so, so we shoot video for the uh, W ninety eight nine W O R R W O R D dot com. If you go there, and yeah, we can do that. We'll click on more. Video. Well, yeah, but I mean, we we shot. Uh, I was there to shoot video the other day, and then uh, I'm talking to Kendall, Dewey's brother, and then Dewey's like, "Oh yeah, I got some single action forty fours for you." So he comes walking over there with these forty fours, and I'm like, "I wasn't planning on buying that day." Well, I want you to shoot one anyway because I don't think you're gonna like it. <laughs> so. uh you you went out and got so a five, got got a five want, and a half. I want everybody know. I want everybody know we got him exactly what he said. No, yeah. that barrel's too long. No, that barrel's too short. So we got him exactly the barrel length that he wants. Right. And we're gonna fix him up. Yep. Next time you over here, you be sure you got. To, you don't have to bring your camera. We got cell phones. Everybody's got a cell phone. We can yep. video you. Yep. Probably don't want to see that in high resolution where it never d- deteriorates, do we? No, won't want to. <laughs> we want this to fall apart. Well, I mean, but you, you've hunted. Have you ever hunted with a forty-four Magnum? I have. I've yeah. killed deer with forty-four Magnum. Yeah, six, a six twenty-nine um, Smith and Wesson, uh, a Black Hawk Ruger. Um, but uh, you know, after shooting them a few times and hunting with them, I, I went for something else. You know, I tried to find <laughs> something that didn't kick so bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, you know, I, I, I see these guys, uh, there's this, like this one guy that gets out there and he's running a 45 Colt, which I know probably doesn't kick nearly as bad, but he can, he can fire three shots in a fan in, in like a, the blink of an eye with the single action revolver is, do you prefer the double action revolver to the single action revolver as far as the big calibers? Uh, no, I don't prefer one over the other one. I like, um, I like both of them. I, yeah. I love double action and single action guns. Um, they're, they're, I mean, I just soon shoot one as I had the other. But now, when I was hunting, it didn't make that big a difference either because I hunted with the single action and automatics and double action revolvers. So it didn't right. make that make that big a difference really. Now, if I was going to carry one, you know, for self defense or something, I'd you know double action. But if I knew I needed one for protection or for somebody, you know, for a life saving thing, yeah, I'd want a double action. Well, I, I, I've thought about this, and I'm going to look at that five and a half inch. But that I, I really like the look of that four inch barrel. I just thought that I thought that the longer barrel would be something better. So we might try more than one. <laughs> okay. Might try more than one, and I, I guess I guess I'm gonna have to. I'm going to be stuck with shooting 45 Magnum loads, right? I, I can't get out there. And, oh, let's use 44 Special. I can't do that, right? No, no, no. 44 Magnum. Yeah, you're going to be shooting full fledged 44 Magnum. And if I can find some hot ones, it's going to be the ones we're putting in there. 
some uh, some underwoods or some uh, yeah something. If I can find some hot ones, we're gonna load them in. One of those smoking loads, yeah. We want to see that face. Well, that well your indoor well your uh well your well your outdoor indoor range will that actually handle forty four magnum? Okay. Oh yeah 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 we can shoot forty four magnum no problem. It just can't handle uh, rifle rounds. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, no, no thirty out sixes, you know, nothing like that. Even the two two threes are going too fast. That's one of the things. If you if you're looking at a handgun, if you're looking for a concealed carry handgun, and you want to try it, in most cases, he'll let you go outside. You go and you'll get into a really impressive. Used to be a truck trailer, and now it's an indoor range, two lane range. It wasn't never a truck trailer. It was a um, the big shipping containers. Is shipping what the, container. guy, the man, okay. the the two guys who put them together is one guy owned a shipping container company, and the other one owned a air conditioner company. Okay, well that makes sense. And they sense. got together. I think they were father and son, to be honest yeah. with you. And they were out in Las Vegas, and these guys were into this stuff, and they decided, hey, you know, let's put one. No, no, I take that back. The one guy was in the heat and air business. And his daddy, the other one, built indoor shooting ranges. Right. And they had to come up with something that they didn't have to dig into the ground so much because the place the government wanted them to put one, they couldn't do any digging or anything. And the government said, well, that's the only place you can put it. And so they came up with these in shipping containers and these self-contained shooting ranges is how they came up with it. Yeah. If, if, you, want cool. to try, if you want to try the gun. You can go out there and try it. In most cases, I, I don't know what case, and that will probably vary from person to person as far as which gun you're looking at. If it's a new gun, I don't know. Would, would you let them try a new gun? No, no new guns. No, use guns, use guns you can try. Use guns, use guns only. No, can't shoot or new guns. Yep, new guns. New guns, uh, It maybe they'll have a used gun like the new gun, so you can try That's the used right. gun and then buy the new gun. That's exactly right. We got yep. a lot of used guns in here, and if we can't, find you a used one like your new one we'll work something that way something but yeah you can and it's normally and pretty fast in. my son wanted a little gun and you got it in like 24 hours yeah yeah some sometimes we get them right away it's it's pretty quick sometimes and then Although, other times they're they're hard to find and shipping you know like around christmas time i had one lady boy she kept coming in every day and i said no it's not here no it's not i felt so bad for her but they um they had some we finally got it in for her though got her all fixed up for christmas if you got any questions, call 864-422-0072. That's Dewey's Firearms. Um, and ask him because he's, pro- if, if, he's probably got what you need. He's probably got what you need. It's an anomaly when he doesn't. It's fun. You need to come out and shoot. I mean, if you're trying to get around in Greenville now and go do something, there's so many dadgum people here and so many cars, you know, Get, take a little time out and come in and fire a few rounds in the, in the range. It'll make you feel better. Much more good. It's, 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 it's therapeutic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, that's exactly right. I can't even say that. That's a pretty good word there. Therapeutic. therapeutic. Yeah, well, I'll say it for you whenever trying. you need it. Anyway, thank you for joining well, me this when morning. When I hang sir. the phone up, I'm going to practice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get over there as soon as I can, and then you can have your laugh. Yes, sir. Everybody, come see us at Dewey's Pawn Shop. Right Thank you. That. Traders as well, Wade Hampton Boulevard. Yes, Traders on Wade Hampton Boulevard. That's right. There you go. Time permitting, we might hear from uh, Alan Gottlieb when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.
So to culminate or finish 2A Tuesday, uh, I tracked down Alan Gottlieb. He is the executive vice president of uh, Second Amendment Foundation just to get a rundown on what he thought of last year and what we were able to preserve as far as your gun rights. And joining me now from Second Amendment Foundation, ensconced in the beautiful Bellevue, Washington State, is Alan Gottlieb, the uh, the executive. What what are you? You're the executive vice president, or what is it that you are with Second Amendment Foundation? Besides the boss, I've always thought of you as the boss. Well, you got the title right, executive vice president. Thank you, Bill. Very good. Now, you guys had a very good year, but no matter what the year is, whether it ends in a three or four or a two. For you guys, the fight really just never really changes. Just the challenge, the, the calendar changes for you. What 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 all did you do last year? Well, we had a very exciting, great, successful year. We actually won thirteen cases uh, in the courts, and we filed fourteen new cases during the course of the year, which brings our total number of cases we're currently actively engaged in at fifty-seven at one time. So that is primarily what you guys do. You guys specialize in turning these things around because is it because the states and do you have to do a lot of work in the same states over and over again? That's a very good question. The answer is yes. Uh, A good example of that is California, where we have at least 15 of our 57 cases going on at one time right now. So, we, you know, 15 challenges uh, in one state alone. It's basically the very dark blue states, you know, places we're most engaged in is Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, uh, Illinois, Washington, Oregon, California, and Hawaii. So with this, and, and explain, and, and help me to understand this, these same states keep bearing, they, they started with Bruin, they, they, they doubled down a lot, they did a lot of Bruin response legislation to make up for the fact they'd just been slammed around and came up with new novel ideas. Do you ever see a day where you and I get to sit back and just talk about that latest gun you went out hunting with the other day and that's what we got to concern ourselves with versus all of these legal fights? Well, the other side just doesn't give up. Uh, and like you mentioned, after the Supreme Court ruled in Bruin in favor of Second Amendment rights, they went and they doubled down and passed a lot of new laws on new legal theories and going after more stuff and made things, you know, Bruin that basically dealt with uh, concealed carry laws in New York State. And then they went and said, OK, we have to issue you the permit, but we're just going to make sure the permit isn't good. You can't use it anyplace. Uh, and, you know, that, and that is the kind of things we're seeing. They get very creative. They've gone after, you know, advertising, uh, anything with firearms that might ever reach a minor or want to make a minor ever want to own a firearm. Uh, they keep coming up with all kinds of novel concepts. Uh, somewhere they can maybe run out. I don't think it's going to be in your lifetime or mine. No. The other thing, though, that I, I look at, though, is when we look at where the crime is popping and really popping, seriously popping, it's in these same jurisdictions that tried to restrict the law-abiding citizen from carrying a gun. Uh when do you think there'll ever be a time where the voting constituencies of these areas sit up back and say, well, wait a minute now, this ain't working? Well, unfortunately for us, those, those areas are places like Washington, D.C., you know, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, uh, Seattle. And the problem is, is that the constituencies there keep reelecting very left wing Democrats who hate gun rights. 
and I just don't see that changing because gun rights isn't the number one issue for the constituents that cast their votes on in those particular places, uh, even though it, it negatively affects them and they don't seem to realize it. So in those pockets, in those cities controlled by you know opponents of Second Amendment rights, I don't see it changing so quickly. Uh, the only thing is they're going to run out of, of, of things that they can try and attempt to do over time, and they are going to be slapped down by the courts pretty heavily. But they're not going to go away. I mean, it's you know when you're a, you know a basic a terrorist against the Bill of Rights, you're going to continue to commit terror. Well, that's an interesting point you bring up. If they if they got out there and started trying to recycle something that had already been struck but down by the courts, how would that? How, what would the reaction to that be? Would that even have to be taken to court? Yeah, unfortunately, you always got to go back to court no matter what. You knock down a law, and they they could you know they pass the same law. You're gonna have to go back to court and say, hey, you know, you've already struck this down. We need to strike it down again. Uh, unfortunately, you know, your address is in the court system, and you don't get much of a choice. Uh, but I think somewhere down the line, they, they they sort of stop doing it. They're trying to come up with a new novel spin and and make the law slightly different. You change a few words in the law and say, okay, this one wasn't challenged yet. Hmm. I just that just seems so wrong. But I I guess the the is it. Given the whole uh, election cycle dynamics that come into play, where they're out there, you know, the left thinks that climate change and gun the gun violence epidemic are the two biggest things they've got to, that, that are leading the charge against everything, where, in fact, it's actually the economy and crime, not the gun violence epidemic, but crime and border security and everything else. Would a disastrous election cycle for them, even with all the elections they steal and all the dead people that vote, would that reach them, do you think? Well, there's no doubt that, you know, uh, an election cycle where gun rights wins, so to speak, big time, is going to help us in a lot of the purple states. Uh, you know, it, it's, but it isn't going to help us a whole lot in, in cities like New York, Chicago, San Francisco, Baltimore, uh, Newark. I mean, those kind of places that are, are, are you're, I don't think you're ever going to get, get, they're so entrenched in, in, in office. I don't think you're ever going to get them out of there. Right. Uh, so there's always going to be something popping up like that. Uh, and, you know, you went on a federal level and you knock them out, they go to the state level. You went on a state level and knock them out, they they go to the, the inner cities that they sort of control and, and, and with impunity. Right. Uh, so it, 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 these people aren't going to go away. You know, when, when, when you're uh, such an ideologue and hate guns so much, there's just no way you're going to convince these people that they're wrong. Is it, you know, I, I look at Detroit, and I mean, Detroit basically hollowed out for the most part. Uh, they, they, they lost, what, three quarters of their population and everything. And then they started to switch back around, even though they're still in Michigan and they still have Gretchen Whitmer as the, uh, as the governor there. But then they hollowed out and everybody went away and all that was left were the goblins that were the bad people there. And a few good people, of course. But then people started coming back, buying the really good deals on the uh, – on the real estate that you could buy there for you know, a song. Is that what all of the big population centers are going to have happen? Might be. Uh, it's hard to say. Some of these big population centers, uh, I get like, like let's look at New York. I mean, when they're, when they're anchored by, you know, the New York stock exchange and the banking industry, there's a lot, there's a lot of those places that can only hollow out so much because not everybody can leave right. your, your job is there and you, you can't get out of it. Uh, <clears throat> So, you know, 
it, it, it's hard. It's really kind of hard to say. I would love to see some changes in some of these big cities. Uh, but again, with all the illegal immigrants that are, that are flooding into these big cities that are eventually giving rights to getting rights to vote, even as non-citizens, uh, you, you get, it's going to be a problem. So the issue is never going to go away. In my opinion, uh, our, our, our side is slowly winning yeah. uh, and ev- and eventually we're going to have more protections of those rights. Uh, but the bottom line is that, you know, gun haters are gun haters and, you know, look around the world. I mean, it, it, even when you get shifts in, in Europe and in governments that, that become, you know, more right of center libertarian, you still got the issue there. You got to get a lot of laws you got to get rid of. You've got a, a lot of you know, politicians that you're just not going to change their minds on. It, it, it's going to be in our lifetime. It's not going away. You can join me. By joining Alan at saf.org, you get the most bang for your buck by joining Second Amendment Foundation. He's out there constantly pressing the fight, always first on the scene. Second Amendment Foundation, saf.org. Been, been speaking with Alan Gottlieb. Thank you for joining me today, sir. It's my pleasure, Bill. Thank you for everything you do. All right. This is Tuesday Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Uh, you know, the, the, one of the problems is that to a certain extent, everybody in the world lives in a bubble today. Because there's lots of choices for you out there on how you're going to gather your information. And uh, at least it's possible to hear and read what you want to and never be exposed to what people outside of your bubble might think. And that is a, that, that can be a little, it, it's not a good thing. Now, it is difficult for you and me, and call yourself what you want, a conservative, America first, Republican, whatever you want to call it, it is difficult for you and me not to know what the Democrats are saying. Because they say it a lot. And they say it often, and it's, it's always constantly being blared in our face. And that's why study after study shows that we have a more accurate view of the world than the left does, because we're more willing to look at things beyond our bubble. Now, the left, they get their information from more diverse sources. And, well, not the kind of sources, when I say diverse, I mean they're, they're looking for something that has nothing to do with a rounded view of the world. Right? Now, <laughs> some people that only read Reddit threads or watch Fox, but the vast majority of people on my side actually have a pretty good idea of what the left thinks because we can't avoid hearing about it. And I don't care if I, you know, I'm not trying to run from it. Now, here's the thing. I don't presume to be any smarter or more likely to have a correct policy position I mean, my side has made some disastrous policy choices over the years, right? But what I am sure of is that the left is far more likely to live in this less tolerant bubble and to look and consider other things that are out there, other points of view. And unless you're going to seek out a divergent viewpoint, 
You're not going to see them unless you're trying to do it, right? If you read the New York Times or Washington Post and catch the nightly lose and watch a late night TV show, there's a consistent narrative being pushed at you and any divergent information you see begins to seem insane. Now, there's a New Yorker magazine cover that's coming out on the 15th of this month, which hasn't made it out yet. And it shows Donald Trump, and he's goose-stepping, and he's got his hands. He, he's goose-stepping with the, the kind of uh, boots that you would see in a Russian military parade. And he's got medals and everything adorning him. And this is the way they, you know, in, in the leftist viewpoint, because they do not look at anything other than their bubble, this is the way they see him. Self-evidently a fascist, because the media says so. The president tells them that, and their political representatives tell them that, and their friends tell them so. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the honest truth of it is that, you know, Trump was president for a term. He followed the court's orders whenever there were some that came against him. He didn't shut down the mainstream media. He didn't prosecute his political enemies. And he didn't try to throw anybody off the ballot. None of that matters at all. He may be a lot of things, but he's not a fascist. <laughs> there's nothing about him that reminds me of being a fascist. Um, and there's, there's, there are people on my side that also, also get out there and live in a bubble. And that is a very, that's, that's never a good thing. That's never a good thing. You, you have got to get out there and get enough of the total viewpoint of what's going on in the world to make a critical thinking, you know, get, get some sort of consensus in your mind about what you think is the real fact. And then be very cold about it. Sometimes it's not going to go our way. Sometimes we're not going to be right. So, anyway, just a little, just a little, uh, just a little something to think about as you head out the door. I myself, uh, I'm going to go get out the water wings and practice my drown proofing. And uh, if things go well in about 22 hours, I will join you again. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. <laughs> 